Welcome to Total Retail Talks, your podcast channel for retail knowledge. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Total Retail Talks. I'm Joe Keenan, the Editor-in-Chief of Total Retail, and I'm pleased to be joined on this episode by Jeremiah McElwee, who is the Chief Merchandising Officer of Thrive Market. Jeremiah and I are going to be talking about Thrive Market's merchandising strategy, as well as a little bit of the role that private label products fit into that uh, product catalog. So I want to take the opportunity to welcome you to the show, Jeremiah. Thanks so much, Joe. It's great to be here. So to get us started, I mentioned your title. Uh, I'd love to have you kind of a two-part question here. First, tell us a little bit about Thrive Market. I think most of the audience is probably familiar with the company, but if not, I'd love to get a quick overview from you. And then also tell us a little bit about your role within the organization. Excellent. Yeah, I'd be happy to. So Thrive Market is a healthy and sustainable grocery store, and we're on a mission to make healthy living easy, affordable, and accessible for everyone. We have a very curated catalog, so we try our best to offer the highest quality, best ingredient products, uh, but not a lot of redundancy. So in other words, you're not going to come into our store and find uh, a proverbial eight feet of peanut butter uh, as you would in brick and mortar. We're online only. So you have you know, the top two to three choices in any given category on the products that we found that taste the best, that are the healthiest, the cleanest label, and don't have any of the over 700 banned ingredients that we have in our quality guidelines. So that's a little bit about Thrive. My role is the chief merchandising officer. So I oversee the teams that both curate all of the third-party branded products that we offer to our members, close to 7,000. And then we also handle all of the development of our own brand private label products. And we have close to 700 of those as well. And then my team also oversees all of the food safety and quality assurance for the team. And then we also have a business analytics team that handles all of our category management and all of those functions for merchandising. So thank you for that to kind of uh, provide a good overview for the audience. I'd love you talked a little bit and uh, mentioned the mission of, of Thrive Market. So maybe you can work in how merchandising fits into that overall company mission that you mentioned there, Jeremiah. Yeah, I would love to. I mean, you have to remember who you're talking to here. And literally in my title is uh, merchandising. So I may be a little biased, but I would say that <laughs> we're, we're the focus of, of the mission, if you will. But, um, you know, without without great products and without our, our branded partners and our supplier partners, uh, we don't have a mission, right? We don't have these amazing natural and organic products to offer to our members and to offer uh, access to greater health to um, consumers nationwide. So um, central central posit to our mission, if you will, and something that our team takes great pride in representing every single day. And then also just creating those win-win partnerships with our suppliers across um, both, like I said, branded, traditional sourcing, but also really getting in the weeds in supply chain and developing our own brand products and really partnering with farmers, growers, producers around the world so that our members get the highest quality products at the best possible price for the value that they're getting. And I, I want to get into that kind of own brand, your private label products in a second. But before we do that, talk a little bit about the evolution of the product strategy at Thrive Market from when the business started to where it is at today. 
Yeah, it's been such an, an amazing journey. I'll be honest. I've been with the company for over nine and a half years. We've only been a company for nine years. So <laughs> before we even launched the platform, uh, I was part of the, the team that helped start the company. And um, really, it was a very basic merchandising strategy in the beginning. We started with close to 2,000 products. Uh, we looked at the top selling natural and organic products uh, in the industry, and we built out a, what we thought was the most representative catalog that our members would be the most excited about. At the time, back in 2014, um, the paleo diet was just emerging and becoming a major trend. So our catalog tend to skew heavily in that direction when we first launched the company. And we worked with a lot of influencers as we launched the company. So that also uh, really impacted our, our merchandising strategy and our catalog offering. And then as we've grown and scaled to over 1.5 million paid members, uh, our members really shifted that strategy, right? So we're a member first organization. So we always are looking at uh, the feedback from our members, both through their purchases, but also through what they're searching for and maybe not finding on the site. Also what they're giving our member services or our customer service team in terms of feedback that they'd like to see or they're not seeing on the site. And then again, as I mentioned, we work with a network of influencers in the health and wellness space. So they also shape what we bring in and what we lean into in terms of the trends and in terms of where we take our catalog offering to meet our members' needs. So it's a very dynamic and ever-shifting catalog. We launch over a thousand new items a year, sometimes closer to 1,500, and then we subsequently uh, have about 1,000 to 1,500 that drop off every year. We try to keep right around that 7,000 SKU mark, but we really are curating on an ongoing basis every single month and trying to find the absolute best products for our members. And as you mentioned earlier, I would imagine that analytics team that is part of the group that you're uh, managing is reviewing kind of product, you know, what your members are, are leaning into in terms of product categories, brands versus you know sourced brands versus private label uh talk a little bit about how that mix is kind of evaluated and then adjusted and then adjusted based upon what you're seeing from the behavior of your members yeah it's very crucial as you alluded to uh, so we're always um we always have the core down we have the best products at the best possible price that people want and need every day to stop their pantry and and you know, cook their meals and, and have healthy groceries at all times. But then we, we do, uh, one of our secret sauce, sauces, if you will, is being on the bleeding edge of, of dietary trends. So whether it's the keto diet or plant-based or gluten-free, grain-free, paleo, uh, we always lean into those areas and try to make it as easy as possible for our members, especially our newer members or people who maybe have been directed to eat a special diet by a physician or, or a wellness practitioner, make it easy for them to get into that diet and find the products they need. So we have over 70 different filters on the site. So you can filter by a diet. You can find all the products that fit into that specific need. By the way, I mean, we're focused on food in this conversation a lot, but we also sell all the non-food categories. So home health and beauty and, and healthy cleaning products, natural cleaning, natural wellness, personal care, beauty, uh, food storage. So all of the things you would find in a traditional grocery store and all of them come with these value tags 
that um, make them the best in class, but also can help people find the products that they're really looking for, both whether it's a dietary lifestyle or even things like solar powered or women owned or BIPOC owned um, or fair trade or uh, organic or regenerative. So all these different, these are all different values you can sort by that fit your needs, whether it's a diet or whether it's just your lifestyle or your own personal beliefs and how you want to spend your dollars. So it gets really exciting. And the interplay to your question about uh, third-party brands versus private label or own brand, that's something we also work diligently on. We've gotten you know, the privilege to get to a scale where we're able to really offer high quality own brand products to our members at great prices. And we're also able to, as I mentioned earlier, do some really deep work in the supply chain. We've developed close to 70 regenerative organic supply chains for our own branded products. And those are all over the world, increasing biodiversity, um, implementing rotational grazing where animals are, are implemented in the farms, composting, reclaiming water, all kinds of incredible ecological missions associated with those products. And most of our own brand products are certified organic or um, have a greater attribute because we've been able to formulate those from day one to the highest of our standards and also be able to eliminate layers of cost in the middle and offer them at an even greater value to our members, which has been really exciting, especially as we've grown. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, so we've talked a little bit about private label. Maybe you can kind of give us a, an update on the role that private label products currently occupy in Thrive Markets catalog. And then a, a follow-up to that, do you see that evolving as you, you, know, you do your planning and looking ahead and what you have in mind for 2024? You, you mentioned kind of the, you know, you can continuously adding new product, but also dropping off in some uh, product as well. So Talk about private label, where it currently sits within your, your catalog and where you see maybe it trending in 2024. Yeah, like I mentioned, we're in a really sweet spot in terms of our own brand and private label products. We um, now have multiple brands. We have our Thrive Market brand. We also have our well-made brand that is focused on nutritional supplements and wellness. We have our Rosie brand that is household cleaning, and we have our Faye brand, which is beauty and personal care. So all of those brands um, were able to really zero in on quality and sourcing and offer products that um, really solve a problem, whether it's a business problem for Thrive Market. In other words, categories like rice and commoditizing uh, products like pasta, we're able to go and really scour the earth and find the best possible producers that are also in line with our values, regenerative, organic, high quality, non-GMO, free of additives, preservatives, cleaner than your average off the shelf product, and then deliver them at the best possible prices. So that's one business challenge, right? A lot of those categories, as you know all too well, uh, the more commodified they are, the more broadly distributed, the higher the price pressure, the higher the competitive pressure, and then the lower the price margins for the retailer, the higher, you know, the, the higher the price for the consumer potentially. So we're able to really solve that business problem. The other problem we've looked at is just a lot of times we look at products and there's ingredients we don't want in them or, or need in them or our members are demanding um, that we weed out. Um, a great example of that is our coconut milk. We were one of the first private label products to remove guar gum and other, 
other gums from our coconut milk, we've subsequently, and this goes into the second part of your question, um, as we've scaled that program, we actually formed a really wonderful partnership with a regenerative uh, agroforestry coconut grove that only produces a regenerative organic coconut milk for us. So they do a lot of coconut oil and other coconut products. They had this coconut milk and they had no market for it. So we partnered with them uh, and basically produced this regenerative organic gum-free coconut milk um, only for our members. So that's an example of, to your question about how it's evolving. We're able to not just rest on our laurels. Okay, we had a great own brand organic coconut milk that was free of gums. How do we, now that we have scale and we've been able to grow, how do we double back on some of these legacy programs and say like, hey, these are okay, these are good, but we have these partnership opportunities to really double down and create even greater impact and keep the pricing, actually the pricing stayed exactly where it was for our members. So we didn't raise the price, but our members are getting this value add product and making an even bigger difference for the planet. And there's several other examples like that, but I would say that's one area where we just continue to evolve, evolve our own brand. The other part of evolving our own brand strategy is when you get up to 700 products, we've, we've got a lot of the core built out, right? We have a lot of the pantry staples. So now, and this year it really came through, we're able to do a lot of seasonal products. We're able to get deeper into line extensions, add new flavors, start getting on the on the edge of trends with our own brand and launch some really exciting products that are maybe outside of the traditional core of an own brand private label strategy and really you know leaning into some more unique offerings and taking a little more quote unquote risk with some of our product development which is exciting so continuing on that theme of the evolution of the product catalog you talked about kind of the move from your core grocery products into some adjacent categories, health and wellness, beauty. Um, tell us a little bit about the thought process within the organization and why the move to some of those adjacent categories that I just mentioned. So from day one, our goal has always been to be a full service grocery store for our members. And that includes anything you would find when you walked into a brick and mortar grocery store. So that would include food storage, home cleaning, beauty and personal care, nutritional supplements and wellness, pet products, um, really any area that you would expect to find, uh, we wanted to serve in those areas. And I think part of what makes us really unique is our quality standards, our quality guidelines don't drop off in any of those areas. So we have our food safety and quality assurance team looks at each of those categories as their own and really develops their, their quality guidelines accordingly. So for each area, we have the best in class. And, you know, sometimes it precludes us from carrying certain brands or certain products. And we're okay with that because we really have this commitment to um, fulfilling our first and foremost mission, which is bringing access to these products while not creating a ripple effect of problems in, in other ways, right? So anyone can sell cheap groceries, um, but you're actually creating a lot more devastation and you're actually undermining the very tenets of, of a mission-driven business. So we're really passionate about providing those solutions in all categories um, of center store. We've also expanded into meat and seafood, frozen, uh, healthy, organic, sustainable wines, 
And we're even testing into some other, other categories to be announced soon where um, the goal, again, just to be that full service offering, make it so that our members don't have to go anywhere else. The other piece of feedback we've received almost unilaterally is, hey, why don't you all sell X? You know, when are you going to offer this category or, or why don't you all have anything here? Because we don't, we want it the Thrive Market way, which is one of the most favorite comments I've ever heard, um, <laughs> especially launching a business from scratch. Um, when people start saying it that way to you, it's just very humbling and really rewarding. And and we know exactly what they mean too. We're like, okay, we know exactly what you mean and what you're what you're looking for from us, and we're happy to deliver it to you. So, in kind of my research for this conversation, Jeremiah, and you talked about being a mission-driven organization. One of the things that stuck out to me is the advocacy towards fair trade uh, standards that Thrive Market has committed itself to. And tell us a little bit about that and why. Um, you know, fair trade standards is such a core piece of, of the Thrive Market mission. Yeah, I mean, again, being a, a mission-driven business and, and a membership mentality, so for every member that joins, you pay a $60 annual membership fee. And with that, uh, we give away a free membership to a teacher, military veteran, first responder, or low-income family through our, through our Thrive Gives program. So as part of that, you start thinking more broadly about the social impact and the people that you're serving. And uh, I know as we started the company and looking back from day one, you think, well, we have to make sure we're taking care of the people, the humans that are throughout our supply chain, not just the, the members we serve. It does us no good if we're creating more poverty, more injustice through the products we sell. So really getting that transparency and really digging into the whole network so that we can ensure people are paid fairly, people are treated well, there's no labor or human rights violations happening that, we're, that we can possibly be aware of and really correcting that and holding all of our supplier network accountable to that, whether it's our private label or whether it's the third-party brands we, we offer, really digging in with them and, and requiring proof that all of their production network is living up to that standards too. And as I shared, it's precluded us from doing business with certain producers. It's, you know, we've had to discontinue brands. We've had to stop working on the own brand side or, or just shut down sourcing that we thought we had dialed in because of those violations. I, I would say the key for us too, though, is we never um, blackball any country. We never blackball any producer, we want to be collaborative. We want to teach them what we're learning. We want to share information. And the same goes for the regenerative side. We want to help people build a better planet and build better supply chains and, and better supply networks so that everybody can benefit. Uh, it does us no good just to ban a bunch of ingredients or suppliers or a country and not actually teach what we know and why we think something's wrong. So our team spends a lot of time. I often joke that we take off our Thrive hat and we put on our consultant hat because we're really helping a lot of farmers, producers, growers, brands come to market and really asking them the hard questions. And um, it's been amazing. I've been doing this for a really long time, but the shift of people being frustrated by that process to what I feel like over the last three to five years is people really being open to it and they want to learn and they want to understand how they can get better and how they can improve and, and what will happen and what the impact they can create. And we always tell them, hey, 
we appreciate you working with Thrive Market, but if you do these things, you're going to have a greater benefit for the people you work with, but also other retailers are going to look at you and, and you know, you'll be jumping those hurdles for other customers that you'll acquire in the future as well. So it's something that's baked into everything we do and something that we don't feel like we can have our overall mission without these deeper direct trade and, and fair trade missions tied together. So my final question for you, Jeremiah, is we record this one week before Thanksgiving. And then, of course, right on the heels of that, we kind of have the end of year holidays and all the gatherings and celebrations and, and meals that people, family, friends are going to be sharing together. With that in mind, I'd love to get your take as somebody that in this space uh, is is following in terms of the trends that you're seeing uh, from your consumers at Thrive Market. What are the kind of things that you're thinking about seeing um, as we, you know, get into the very part of the holiday season here at the end of Q4? Yeah, it's been a really exciting year. I think uh, the biggest trend that we've really been seeing is just, and it almost doesn't sound like a new trend, but but it's really ticked up. It's just healthy snacking and really clean label and the evolution of what that means. I think historically, again, for those of us who have been around way too long, that's often just meant no artificial colors, flavors, preservatives, and, and you're good, right? Like uh, as long as you can read the ingredient, you understand what it is, um, or you at least can explain it simply enough, it's probably fine. Uh, but that's really evolved. And there's just been so many brands and so many companies that have gone to the next level of, I'm gonna not only make this quote unquote clean label, it's not gonna have any of those never ingredients, but now I'm gonna actually add in superfoods. I'm gonna add in uh, grain-free ingredients that make this high fiber, but still gluten-free and grain-free and add vegetable powders and fruit powders so I can actually make a fruit and vegetable serving claim on this snack product and really elevating the nutritional value of some of these healthy snacks. Uh, that along with the emergence of single serve and convenience really entering into natural and organic has been very exciting, especially as a parent, uh, because oftentimes in the past you've been, you know, you're all good until you have to provide snacks for the soccer team and then you got to run to the conventional grocery store and, and buy one of those box snack packs of, of 30 things that you would never eat otherwise. And, and that's actually really shifting. And especially on our platform, we have a lot of single serve products that are perfect for kids. And so that's been really exciting to see. I think the evolution of low sugar, no sugar, moving from keto being the macro trend into natural, naturally low in sugar or no sugar and really being a healthier alternative that either sugar-free without additives, without natural sweeteners, um, or just um, using sweet ingredients like monk fruit that aren't highly processed to get that low sugar, no sugar claim. Um, and then the final thing I would say that continues to be a runaway is just the low alcohol, no alcohol alternative beverages. Um, that continues to be um, very strong. And whether it's sparkling beverage or whether it's alternative cocktails, um, those products continue to surge. And uh, I feel like that's another trend that's here to stay. And, and to, your, to the spirit of your question, definitely something that everyone should have for, for the holidays, holiday season for all of your uh, guests that are coming over, because I know it's become a macro trend, not just something that's uh, niche anymore. Yeah, super interesting. And, and I think it 
paints a good picture of that that you described, the kind of the conscientiousness of the consumer, you know, they're thinking about this and their purchase decisions more. It's it's the, the reading of the label, but also where products are being sourced from, how they're made. Um, that matters a lot more, right, to the consumer that you're seeing now? Absolutely. And, and I mean, it's been incredible um, from the pre pre-smartphone Google days. Now you can actually look up any ingredient, right? You can look up suppliers, brands, and find out where they're making their products or where they're sourcing from or what the ingredient challenges may be on any ingredient. So transparency is, is key. And I always like to say a natural and organic specifically, we come with an advantage of, of actually having transparency as a tailwind for us because most of our, most of our brands and the companies we work with are mission driven or have made it a point to try to change big food and really shift and move the needle. So why not tout that even more and tell those stories and be proud of who we are in, in natural and organic. Well, I've really enjoyed the conversation, uh, Jeremiah. I want to take the opportunity uh, to thank Jeremiah McElwee, who is the Chief Merchandising Officer of Thrive Market, for joining us on this episode of Total Retail Talks. Thanks, Jeremiah. Thanks so much, Joe. It's been great. Thanks for listening. For more information on this podcast, please check out our podcast channel page at mytotalretail.com slash podcasts for show notes. Total Retail Talks is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Make sure to subscribe on our podcast channel page as well. If you've enjoyed this episode, please take a few moments to rate and review this podcast. Thanks, and until next time, this has been Total Retail Talks.